are back. Welcome again to Meanwhile in the Multiverse. I am first host and uh, second host there, Mr. Denny. How's it going? What's going on? <sighs> you gonna make people think that my first name, Denny, you always introduce me as Mr. Denny. Well, like, so do you, have you ever just let somebody call you Denny? I used to date a girl that called me Denny. It's, it's kind of weird, like, because I know my last name does sound like a first name, but it was just kind of weird. I, I let her call me, yeah. I mean, it don't seem like it might have lasted too long, but it must have been fun for a second. Since you're not a sports dude anyway, it's not like a coach would be calling you Denny. Huh. <laughs> That's true. And nor was I ever in the military. That seemed like something they do. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. There as well. Although, you've been working out more, right? Um, yeah, I work out. Um, Are you seriously working out while we're recording? When? Oh, I thought you were holding a barbell just then. No, I I, I do it sometimes, but, you know, in between stuff. But I, I work out probably just four days out the week. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, it's not no no whole, whole lot. Trying yeah, to get swole out here, again. that's all. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I was realizing uh, it's been so cold out here. I forgot spring was happening. I need to get my beach bod together. I gotta lose. Uh, I think I lose about 10, 10 pounds. I I look great. I look okay now, but I look great after I lost ten pounds. Oh, uh, it won't take much to do that. Yeah, ten, 10 pounds, pounds for a man. Well, I don't know. We uh, we're a little no, older don't now. Don't say that to, to <laughs> you. Be like you work out for two weeks and you get what you want. Now I gotta. Uh, okay. It's that it's that testosterone, but then still though it, it do. I think the older you get, the harder it is to like shred the the weight. But I'm trying not to take that for granted, you know. Since yeah. I just hit thirty, I'm I'm in a situation where it's like I'm still kind of you know on the young side. My body still give me a little leeway, so maybe I shouldn't wait to do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my best know. my best advice because I had lost twenty five um, pounds, but my best advice is is to eat more, but like small, like healthy meals. And so you mean with greater frequency but smaller portion? Yeah, but greater frequency, like maybe like eight or ten times a day, and then kind of. No, no, I, uh-uh, I ain't got that kind of portion control. No, that that sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> for me. For me, I, I, you know. I mean, if you eat like nuts and oatmeal and shit, like you still I eat your three store no, meals. I, I eat like a carnivore, bro. Yeah, I mean, you still eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you have a lot of snacks in between. But that way, my snacks, so if it ain't chocolate, I got to have like a little meat something like yesterday. Well, over the weekend, my son and I together ate a meat lover's pizza. You know, he 14 months, but he already got enough teeth to go and chow down. So huh. we just ate meat lovers together the whole weekend. Every time he finished a slice, he just had an itis. He just fall out. Man, so it was remember, great for me. I remember those meat lovers. I haven't I haven't had a meat lovers in over 10 years. Well, don't return, man. It's, it's glorious, but... You know, you're not going to get the same sort of results from your workout. Yeah. But anyway, enough about fitness. That's the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what you really want to talk about, God of War. Well, fuck yeah, I want to talk about some God of War. Now, for those of y- y'all who don't know, that is the release of the year in video games. God of War, Kratos coming through, knocking heads, busting them up, being a good dad. You got a son now, he's taking around... Um, well, now it's, uh, the, you know, okay. No, I can't say that. I was spoiling things. So, uh, you, you're, you're in Norse mythology now. And um, previously, you killed all the Greek gods in the uh, 
three games that came before, well, the three main games that came before. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. But you but you got to explain why he killed the Greek gods for those that don't know. Oh, well, it was, Zeus, It's a dope little backstory, though. Zeus is his father, and he's uh, heard a prophecy saying that one of his sons would come to kill him. So he told Ares, go take care of that. Ares thought he, he found the boy, killed Kratos' brother instead of him, uh, and then he recruited him. I don't think Kratos put all two and two together there, but Kratos then was recruited. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kratos becomes this warmonger, goes out. He starts losing a battle after him and his boys is knocking heads. And he was like, you know, if Ares comes to help me, I'll be a, a servant forever. And then he slaughtered the whole army. Then Ares eventually wanted to get more power and focus from him because he had a family, tricked him into killing his family. And then he's like, I'm going to kill Ares. Hence, God of War begins the first game. Yeah, which he does kill Ares. And the reason his skin is gray um, is because when he killed his family, their ashes were seared onto his skin. And he was a mortal coming to kill a god. It was great. It's yeah, really that's, that's, you, don't get, you don't get more badass than that. That game is like pure heavy metal. Yeah, except you know, uh, well, not except. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty much as, as hardcore as you can get. He kills all the gods, including Zeus in the in the God of War three. And now you you're like in this world, and it's Norse, and you're like, what is going on? I can't say more without feeling like I'm gonna accidentally spoil stuff. It's an amazing story, actually. Also, you're taking care of a son after his mother died. That's like in really early information. I mean, like that's, that's the first two minutes of the game. You burn her ass. So, um, so, so you you actually have the game you're playing. It. Yes. So yes, yes. let me. So, so does the son act as a character that you control, or is he just like a, a AI that just helps you out during, in battle? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. So it's not, you can't, um, like control exactly where he goes, but you can give suggested actions and he'll take those on thine enemies. So he had, cause he has a bow and arrow, right? Bow, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. used to shoot people. He used to choke them out. The man do all kind of craziness. Um, he take out his father. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, um, is the father son dynamic pretty cool? I always love stuff like that. It's pretty that. good. Like like stuff be happening, and uh, my son be around. I just look at him sometimes. Like, you don't get this yet, boy. You will. <laughs> <laughs> like total the town of road. It's it's a really awesome game. Though. I mean the the um. So here's one thing though. Let let me um for the game heads who ain't played action stuff in a minute and all that. So you have a. Uh, instead of a static camera like we used to in the series, you have a uh, kind of, I don't know what you call it, but it's an overhead camera similar to the Resident Evil series. So, uh, well, in, in games four, five, and six. And uh, so this means you kind of have to manually move it around. There'll be enemies behind you. You can't see immediately. And so that alone is a huge adjustment. Also, things mm-hmm. like stun deterioration are very, um, they, they've been like almost stripped from the game. If you get hit by one enemy and another attack, you're just taking all that, that looking. So I put it on the hardest difficulty and all this new parry mechanics, blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking about my first dudes just slashed me so fast. I just immediately went back to reset the game, put it on the next highest difficulty. I just put, well, one notch below. So I'm at the third highest. I mean, that is very challenging. Still. Who stars games off at the very highest, though? I do because I'm a Okay, boss. my bad. You a G then. So it doesn't play like that kind of God of War style. Not God of War, but because cause you know God of War kind of reminded me of like Devil May Cry. 
in a sense. Yeah, that's that why I made like the Devil May Cry type of. Uh, but this is now like an in between speed of the regular series and Devil May Cry. It's more okay. like a Ninja Gaiden almost speed, but Ooh. like there's a lot more you're doing because you're controlling the second character. I was just about to ask you, do you remember when we used to play Ninja Gaiden? That's one of the hardest games ever made. Oh, I beat the hell out of that game too. But Man, this game is difficult. Because what happens is early on, you don't have no powers. And you kind of okay. need them to handle some of the stuff you see early. Otherwise, it's just a grind. And it, it is like that for a while. And I've just gotten to the point, I've gotten some real powers. And it's still challenging, but I'm not sitting for 40 minutes in one fight, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that. That's I, I kind of like that that progression throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how um, the new Zelda is. Okay. I actually had taken some time to play it this past weekend, and it's such an awesome game. Go on, finish it. And no, just you gotta uh, give your little pseudo review uh, when you feel like you got through enough. I haven't had time to play games that much, but when I do, what well, the thing about the Switch is that it's kind of like no excuse to really take time to play it because you can take it with you anywhere. Yeah. It's true. just, I kind of forget about that functionality sometimes. <laughs> Well, because it's a console that you can walk around with. It is weird, though. Yeah, and then I also subconsciously be afraid of breaking things. That's why I kind of don't. That's why I don't leave my lap, take my laptop away from home. It's here all the time. I'm like, this is standard, but it is kind of the point of having a laptop. That's true. But if something happens to this MacBook, (laughs) (laughs) I would be devastated. Um, uh, So. I was going to ask, so you heard about that, and um, I'm assuming most of the audience has, about the thing that happened at Starbucks. I feel like it was a whole millennia ago now, where two black guys in Philly are sitting there, um, and they ask to go to the bathroom, because whatever happens after that happens, they get called, well, 911's called on them for loitering, and then they get arrested, and you know people have hijinks into. I mean, who doesn't just chill at starbucks though uh i mean i didn't know that was a thing now i will be i will be honest though i'm just like this as a person any place that i go to if i'm chilling there or if i use the restroom i buy something like i had to take a dump at mcdonald's one day and i bought sprite i don't even drink sprite i don't even well, drink sodas. Well, but <laughs> so i'm not disagreeing with that at all yeah but did you see the the video where the white guy had just come out the bathroom and it was one of the black guys and he goes, "Did you order anything? Did you blah blah blah?" He said, "No." And she and said, "And she gave you the bathroom uh, cold, didn't she?" He's like, "Yep." Exactly. So it I'm, was like you know they were just being trifling. That's all. Yeah, they were being trifling. They just uh, they just see some black guy. It's like you. <laughs> I don't know, but it, but I also. I hate to feel this way, but I also be conscious of stuff like that. Like, I feel like when I walk into a place, like, everybody looking at me, especially when it's a white space. Well, I know I have friends who uh, are black who, you know, I'm going out with them, and they've told me, like, so we'll be sitting there talking about, like, how to do the tip. And I'll mention another sometimes, oh, no, man, it's too low. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to pay what I pay for the meal. Tips. So, I mean, they're like, no, you know, we got you know tip well because you know we black and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I I hear you. Like they're gonna say black people don't tip, but I'm not here to make up for the history of that. Like maybe they treating black people like assholes. That might have something to do with it sometime. Yeah. Not all the time, of course, but damn. Like 
can't take up the history of people not tipping. Yeah. Or you gotta <laughs> always be on time. <laughs> oh well. The thing look, uh Trevor Noah made this joke. He was like, see, that's why black people don't uh well I said Trevor Noah, I feel like it was him. I'm not even certain now. It was him. Okay, anyway, so you're saying like black that's why black people don't go to stuff on time. Because you be going on going somewhere on time and then you look like you loitering because somebody else late and then it got time. Hey, I ain't think about that, but that does make a lot of sense. But then because, he said, he said, he said, if you go to like a coffee shop and some black people are arrested outside, he'd be like, "Well, what happened?" He said, "They they made it uh, at the appointed time. Shouldn't have done this shit." Or they were there too early. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. Like they, they they either got there too early or they were there on time, and that I, ass they could be arrested. That's real talk. I ain't never thought about that, but for real, like even when I come somewhere and I'm too early, I be feeling so awkward. Dude, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I hadn't even. Okay, now I'm thinking about it. Like, in the most literal sense, for real, when you do do go somewhere and like, you just kind of be sitting there chilling, and like you said, you in a, a so called white space. Man, people do be looking at you like you finna case the joint or some shit. <laughs> like, like, what like, are they doing here? I'm just chilling right now. How are you, sir? Oh, like, damn, well, I, I be like, let me get a chai latte, shit. You know, <laughs> I don't even want nothing to drink. Let me go ahead and order something. So I don't just look like, like a I'm a scary man drinking coffee. That might scare me even more. Man, when you black, you can't do a lot of stuff. You can't smile too much, can't be unhappy, can't cry, can't do a damn thing. Well, yeah. Can't breathe. That, well, you know, speaking of which, that's one of the things of uh, J. Cole's new album, uh, Kids on Drugs. K.O.D. Yep, yep. got to find a way to to, uh, to cope with stuff that, that's uh, going on. And so... J. Cole hadn't dropped an album since early last year. It's not a very long time. Uh, prior to that, I think he had like a two-year gap. But, you know, <clears> he's he's definitely got something to say. And I haven't, like, done a lot of deep research into this album yet. Uh, people seem to enjoy it overall. Uh, it's definitely considered controversial because essentially what he's calling out is hip-hop culture and, and this obsession uh, with alcohol and, and like pharmaceutical drugs and I mean um just things that that kinda numb you to your pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. What did you think of it? Man I don't know. I, I think one of the things that I got from it the most is just just the trauma of being black in America and how you deal with that. Like you said, rather it's through um, drugs or alcohol or through gambling. You like, even mentioned love, as in lust, in this case. Yeah, which is yeah. which is in a sense is is a drug in itself. I, I know about that. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit, I can, I, I can do an album on that alone. <laughs> like, be like Marvin Gaye in this motherfucker, yeah, but um. Shit. But yeah, cause it's it's kind of like, cause to me it's kind of like the, it's like the sequel to, for your eyes only, the last album. Mm-hmm. It it just really feels well. I think for your eyes only is extremely like an extremely personal album. I think KLD, even though it's the sequel, it also kind of feels like a prequel to it. Like what what leads someone down that path? That's what KLD is. Um, to the path of of um, nihilism and depression that you see in um, for your li- for 
for your eyes only, you know? Yeah, where well, you don't see you don't see value in your own life. You don't. And your, the value you have in your life is the uh, adulation of like people you admire. Now, the thing though about for your eyes only in comparison to KOD though, I do feel like for your eyes only still got that glimmer of hope because alongside that, I guess that hopelessness, the the nihilism and and things like that, and how terrible things can be. You also got like um, stuff that's dealing with like real love, um, life, rebirth. Like, um, what was the one? I don't want to cry. I that, mean, I don't want to die. I want to cry. Close your eyes. And that, but I'm I'm talking about more like um, when you be like um. So so there's a I'm falling in love for the first time. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah so. Yeah. So the I one, need her. she needs me. So, so. Yeah. So the first one he's talking about, I guess the 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 baby mama or wife or whatever. And the mm-hmm. second one, he's obviously talking about the daughter. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like you know, there's a few other little you know things in there that kind of show like okay, in between all this mess, love does reside. Not just lust, but actual love. And so. I, I don't know. I think I think I think that one, but but like I said, I do think that KOD is kind of a prequel to that. You're saying what leads up to having so much of a burden, like feeling like you're in a spiral, you can't get out. And, exactly. You know, you're relying on these substances to keep you level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like one one of the hooks, I can't remember exactly how I go, but he was like, uh, you know, my best days are without it. Uh, and all that. I mean, oh, uh, damn, I can't remember how it go no more. But it's it's a really good song. I think it's like the second, to, no, third to last song on the album. What? Um, what? Medic, med, it's just like meditate, medicate, some shit like that. And he's yeah. like, blame it on the black man, blame it on the Trump shit, blame it on the Clintons. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that one's dope too. Like the whole album's pretty good. Did you um? What do you think about photographs? Oh, the one that's like the Instagram models and he lusting over the girl. Yeah, it's like a a a different version of uh. I don't know if you remember that song. Like this is the girl of my dreams. This is good. What's this scene? No, lying to myself. Should I try? So that's off the warm up. And like it's a song where he kind of uses inner Eminem. And he sees this girl that he's infatuated with, and then he steps to her, and she ain't down with it. And then she says on top of that, plus my man really wouldn't like that. And then, like, the next shit he do in the song is, like, he starts figuring out, like, where the boyfriend try to work. And talking about how he going to find out, like, where he, on the, where he is, like, what bridge he takes, and then knock him over the bridge and kill him so they can <laughs> be together. That's pretty um, cold-blooded. I think this is more, to me, focused on, like, how what what the idea of what people consider love to be today which is completely superficial um and completely visual you know well he talks a lot about all the things that are really great about her and her personality and how they're gonna be together but he's never met her yeah that's what i'm saying you just basing it off of pictures um, and basing it off of something that is shown on a surface level, not a, an actual interpersonal relationship, which is that—that's—that's that's all that social media is, and that's all that I feel that 
that people in what they consider to be love nowadays has been replaced with that, with more so a surface level materialistic infatuation. I guess I don't want to, as often as the case with many of these things, the way we're speaking about it, um, I think it's fine in like in a vacuum, but I don't think we want to make the mistake of saying like this obsession with vanity is like this, even this strand of it is particularly new. I mean, this was even a thing as far back as freaking, you know, AYIM and stuff, you know. People yeah. been doing this now. The way it functions, mobily and all that, where you can always access it, is is its own thing. It's yeah, it's completely different. Like, like, no, it's not completely like, different, like, like of they, course, pe- people have always been vain. Don't get me wrong. Catfish been out for the longest. Yeah, but that's that's because of social media, you know. Prior to social, social media is what I mean. We call it social media now, but there was no Facebook and MySpace and all that when Catfish. Was first kind of doing his own thing. I don't think was it. How old is Catfish? Now Catfish, no. Catfish came out around the that era of Facebook. But, 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 but people would be getting mostly in the early seasons. It was like the chat room stuff. It wasn't even like all this stuff, you know. I mean, but I'm but 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 the thing is, Facebook and all that did exist around that time. Well, I don't want to focus on that particular argument too much. But but yeah, I mean. I, I don't I don't think it's particularly I think the way we we view it ourselves because we're of this generation we feel like this like a certain newness about it but I do think um, you know the the way we can obsess is a little different yeah it, Cause it, I, it's always in our pocket now yeah it completely changes things you know I'm, I'm, I'm like I said I'm not saying that people haven't always been vain or always just looked at something on a surface level. But it's ex- extremely a thing now, and and then you people got to post every goddamn thing. Every well, Kevin's heart, the the <laughs> song on the album is a lot better version of Photograph than that song itself. Because like he talks about, I mean, it's, obviously it's a pun on the fact that Kevin Hart cheated on his wife while she was pregnant, uh, like eight months to her pregnancy, he got caught slipping, uh, and when they were going uh, try to you know, basically bribe him. He was like, no, nah, dog, that's not going to be happening. So, um, and he just told her where, hey, I, you know, I made a mistake, so on and so forth. But this song is literally about, like, literally having some in your pocket. Like, you get a DM, like, whenever, and be like, oh, like, ah, I shouldn't look, but I am. Oh, no. Like, I almost am doing this just to show I can't. Like, not even because this bring me out as happiness, you know? Yeah. Which, but, but that's what I'm saying because of the accessibility of it, like how oh, celebrities were getting putang away, like whenever they snap their fingers, if they were that kind of animal, yeah. You know? Like man, it's, the tight. Now I know you ain't into big in the sports, but uh, so you know who Tiger Woods though is, I'm sure, right? Of course, I know who Tiger Woods is. Hey, I'm not trying to insult you. I just, I'm just laying it out. How you know you, you? Of course, I know Tiger with nine. I'm not, I know super famous athletes. <laughs> like, well, well, so, so, so the reason I brought that up was he just had a book come out. Now I'm sure you didn't know that, Mr. Tiger Woods fan. Um, so in the book though, it's it's an autobiography, and um, they really go in depth on some of the stuff that uh, 
it's kind of behind the scenes. Among those things, he's just a legendary asshole. Uh, like one of the stories in the book is that uh, he he said he would volunteer and help a benefit for Bill Clinton. When Bill Clinton kind of like, hey, Tiger, you ready to do this thing? Bill, he was just a real asshole to Bill Clinton at the event. <laughs> um, he's a legendary uh, sex addict too. As in, and what I mean by legendary is he would fly in any old hussy and then have like a team of people acting like they were Pulp Fiction's cleanup crew and just like erase traces and all kinds. Let's put it like this. He wasn't as sloppy as Trump. It's just stuff happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, anyway, um, I forget. I know I'm talking about people with affairs. I forgot exactly how this came up, but um, it's we interesting. About yeah, the DMs, interesting. Stuff with that book. I would, I would look it up. Yeah. Yeah, it came up because you were talking about Kevin Hart's song. That's well, I know that, but I don't know. I, there was a parallel that I've I've lost now. That's fine. Yeah, um, we we'll get there eventually. We we get so, back to so that. So, by the way, um, one more thing on J Cole's album. Have you seen uh the video for ATM? Yeah, I did. What do you think of it? Uh, I think it's I think it was great. Like I I, I like the artistic vision of it. Is also very disturbing too. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. And and honest, I'm not gonna lie, like I was listening to the album, and I was listening with my wife, and she goes, "This album's a lot darker than the other ones." And I was like, "Man, he's saying that, but this is still lighthearted." I mean, nah, ATM dark as shit. Like, and and you know, I didn't notice how dark it was to after the video. And that's kinda, what I'm saying. Like, I was like, so I feel like I could have taken it there, but like. Tonally, the song is like a lot more upbeat than that. But nah, he's saying what it sounds like he's saying. Yeah. And uh, the video just did such a great job of illustrating that. Where at the end, he runs out of money. He literally buys a used car with his arm and his leg. I was like, that's that's fine. Man. And I, <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it kind of put me in the mind of like an old school Busta Rhymes video. Yeah, um, it was it was wacky, but but you know, but but still it was it was it told was the narrative. It was that, but it was dark though, because it was like that. Then it reminded me of Alice in Wonderland. Then it kind of reminded me of something written by H.P. Lovecraft. It was just a lot going mm-hmm. on, and um, it, it was fantastic. I thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah, um, I'm it, really looking forward to seeing uh, more of his creative vision going forward. I mean, the the really great thing is it is creating a conversation among. Like hip hop heads, not just talking heads, but the ones making the music. They've been kind of with some of their thoughts, you know, saying things uh, in support primarily of this album and what it's trying to convey. That you know, we have to get our heads out of out of this drug stuff. Like it's we're so um, like we try to mask our pain so much with it that we can't function without it. Like that that course for eight for atm like where he goes you know um can't take it when you die but you can't live without it and what's so funny j cole got so much pull now that the album came out on 420 it was playing on on espn that night for nba games and I, it was kind of ironic because i'm like do y'all know what this song means mm-hmm. like he was saying that part in the, in the from the chorus and i was like that, that, this is kind of ironic guys i don't know uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, not not that those guys are drugged up now, uh, unlike their '80s counterparts, but more like, I mean, this game has a lot of things where you you actually to be really, um, almost kind of like really insular and, and, and introverts to some degree, 
Um, you know, they, you know, like even like a guy like uh, Tristan Thompson got caught cheating on Khloe Kardashian while she's eight months pregnant. Mm. You know, with a bunch of women being sloppy himself, and I mean that kind of stuff where guys are being promiscuous, you know, and sharing women. And I, when I say sharing, I mean like they happen to sleep with the same women, they have fights over them, and you know they blow their money and like, and they they really do kind of suffer from these kind of things that whether they have addictive personalities to these things that they, they feel like mold their identity and make them feel whole. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of wacky hearing it on an NBA broadcast with the message <laughs> being like, don't be obsessed with, with what celebrity brings. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I really want to sit down and listen to it some more. Yeah, I'm um, going to. Because it's, it's a lot that you can really get from that album. Um, might, yeah. It might be up there with one of my favorite J. Cole albums. Um, I think Born Center was always my, my favorite one. What's that? Born Center is my favorite Yeah, Born Center has always been my favorite one. That might be, I think that's like right under Born Center. Mm. I just the thing is I know I'm missing stuff because I was trying to listen to it quick. I've listened to it twice all the way through, but like some albums you gotta listen to several times before you catch a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you're right. I listened to it like four times, and I feel still feel like I missed something out of it. But great album, though. Yeah, I feel like the first four songs aren't that strong, but the rest of the album is like incredibly like solid and and just well executed throughout like i i just really i'm so impressed with that and i i wish the first but then again like i said i feel like i'm missing some shit because i do like i remember um on the black album i hated and i'm using this word yeah i mean i mean when i say that i love jay-z i did not like justify my thug and then years later i went back and listened to it and i was like this is amazing what the hell's wrong with me I didn't really care for the album when I saw it. When I listened to it, I was in high school then. And then I oh, went back. Crazy no, I went back in college and listened to it. I said, dang. But I wasn't a Jay-Z fan until college. So, you know, I was yeah, young. That, 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 Jay, Jay-Z's for, the, for you know. Yeah. You, you got to be on it. You got to grow up for that. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, I feel like uh, that'll wrap up. I'll review for now the J. Cole album. And I do think overall we had some fun stuff to talk about, but um I'm gonna cut this one uh short here. But uh if again, uh as always, um please uh give us a review. Uh let us know what you like, what you dislike. Uh you can also yeah. give us feedback at multiversepod at gmail.com. Uh keep what platforms are we currently on right now? I know we just recently got on Spotify. We just on got on Google Spotify, Play. Yep. Them, we are, of course, we on iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, uh, like a bunch more. Like yeah, all the major. We kind of fatigued to be honest, because we've been recording for about an hour, and the freaking internet keep acting crazy. So uh, <laughs> we 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 hey y'all ain't gonna catch the outtakes, but uh, you know we'll we'll see. Um, anyway, so we'll uh see you guys next time, and uh, again. Please leave us a review, share the pie, let everybody know what's up with me while. Okay. Cool, we out. Alright, peace.